At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. The numbers game. Good Monday morning to you, Gil Alexander, just like the man said right there. And of course, on a Monday during football season, this is Guessing Lines, our tribute to the old Stardust show of the same ilk. Our first exercise, our first approach towards next weekend's NFL lines. And of course, the show would not be what it is without my mishpucha, Christy Andrews, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook right behind me. and He is right next to me. How you doing? I'm doing great, pal. Let me guess. One of these weekends that you got the worst of it behind the desk. It was not a banner day for us. Yes. <laughs> Sunday. Saturday was okay. Yeah. Saturday was pretty good. Sunday, not so good. How did the uh, Bowling Green outright upset? Did somebody have a ticket on that? We had $50 total on Bowling Green on the money line. <laughs> so you you managed, in other words. <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah. opened on Sunday. <laughs> well, you know, the, and of course yesterday, it, it, it seemed like if you didn't go 4-1 and one in the contest, yeah. you, you lost ground. And it also was one of those days where every teaser seemed to hit. You know, I talked about it. I forget who what what show was on, but it's kind of like the dichotomy that we as odds. I'd throw myself in there too, I guess. You know, but as the the NFL numbers have gotten better and better, like in the last thirty years, it's made us more vulnerable to teasers. Yes. You know, because we are much closer to the to the outcome than than we were back in the old days and. You know, back in the old days, you know, the fields weren't as good. Uh, there's a lot more, you know, variables as far as like, you know, now, you know, if you're a football player, you're it's 365 days a year. Back then, those guys were selling, you know, their beer distributors in the offseason and all that. So there was, you know, it wasn't as formful as it is today. So there's a lot of form. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the occasional aberration, but, you know, teasers are uh, not a bad strategy. Yeah, they all seemed all the teaser legs, all the ones. Maybe Tampa Bay. Maybe that was one that didn't. If some, if there's a couple. Got, if there's a got, couple. Yeah, yeah. If people got Tampa Bay early in the week. Maybe that didn't hit, but everything else really did. 
Um, okay, here's the thing about guessing lines, and we say this week after week. We do this. It's first impression. I'm in a cocoon since yesterday. And, uh, yeah, this, this ain't the look-ahead line show, which, by the way, is a whole nother fallacy that I could do t- uh, 30 minutes on. Mm. But um, this is the show where I think your first impressions heading into the previous week oftentimes are the best. Last week, the two lines I didn't like were Arizona minus 7.5 at yep. Jacksonville. I thought that was too light, and I think that was proven yesterday to be a correct call. <laughs> the other one was, was the Chargers getting the 6.5 against the Chiefs. A lot of turnovers. Couldn't have anticipated that necessarily, but the Chargers win it outright, so we'll see. If the same result happens this week, shall we start with Thursday? Jeffrey Parlay, by the way, producer number eight is here. Good morning, guys. Hello, and we sir. start with a doozy on Thursday night. The aforementioned Jacksonville Jaguars on the road at the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> we're in that we're in that window where they don't send the games to the networks. Uh, simulcast them. So NFL Network gets the worst of these. Jacksonville loses to the Cardinals, as mentioned, uh, and they lose in the end, thirty-one to nineteen. In a game that really wasn't that close, it required a Jamal Agnew 109-yard return off a Matt Prater missed 68-yard field goal attempt to go up 13-7 to before the half. Without that touchdown, this is even worse. Uh, they did have an eight-play drive, all rushes to go up 19-10, to uh, did the Jaguars, but that was it. Trevor Lawrence, 22 of 34 for 219. One touchdown, two picks, one an awful pick six that changed this game. Sacked three times. He lost a fumble. Six for 27 on the ground. Uh, Urban Meyer did rediscover James Robinson, which is probably good for the Jaguars. 15 carries for 88 yards and a touchdown. He caught six for 46. But the Jaguars were two of 11 on third downs. They were minus three in turnovers. The pick six flipped the game, as I mentioned, late in the third quarter. 35 seconds left at their own 25. 29 yards to the house for Byron Murphy Jr. And that was the end for the Jaguars yesterday. Um, Cincinnati. They beat Pittsburgh. Oh, got to get your feeling on your Pittsburgh Steelers here, Chrissy. Joe Burrow, 14 of 18. He only threw the ball 18 times. 14 of 18 for 172. Three touchdowns, one picks, uh, one pick, rather. He was sacked zero times. First career road win for Burrow. Joe Mixon, 18 of 90 on the ground. Jamar Chase, four for 65, including two more touchdowns. That's four for Jamar Chase in the first three games of the season. Only 12 first downs for Cincinnati the whole game. They had 10 penalties for 89 yards and still managed to beat your Steelers by 14 on the road. Um, Cincinnati minus six and a half, I'll say. Here comes Parlay. Parlay. What did he say before the show? He called called it before the show. Yeah. You're a little light, Gil. Uh, (laughs) He said that would be the theme today. Yeah, that's that's the first theme. He he has access to my guesses and your lines, probably, (laughs) or what you're thinking you're putting. Well, anybody out there playing guessing lines, bingo. There's your first. uh, (laughs) Put your little corn kernel on that one. Uh, It's seven and a half pretty much everywhere. I got to tell you, my power ratings come to ten. Now, that's a little high, but I got to say a couple things. First of all, uh, you know, I've knocked Zach Taylor. That's the coach of the Bengals. I've knocked him mercilessly, maybe starting to figure it out a little bit. You know, I mean, he was a rookie coach, terrible, had this quarterback, Joe Burrow, who I think is going to be a really good player. Maybe he's kind of figured it out a little bit because, to me, they looked very good against the Steelers. Not just the Steelers looked terrible, which they did, but I think they looked pretty good. The Jaguars, I mean, there's we have two other teams I'm going to mention yeah. that look like complete disasters, and Jaguars being one of them. Uh, it's seven and a half pretty much everywhere. I'm going to go ahead and open eight. Somebody wants to make me a bet and take the eight. God bless them. That's going to be the only eight out there, so you can go ahead and grab that. 
off me. But uh, I, I think this is going to be um, – well, first of all, I think people will bet the Bengals, you know, you know the way betters are. They only remember the last thing they saw, mm-hmm. and they saw the Bengals dominate the Steelers. And like you said, the Jaguars, that that game really wasn't as close as the the score would indicate. Uh, so I'm I'm going to use eight on this game. I I, I kind of like the. I don't know if I'd like it enough to bet it, you know, but the, I, I like the higher number. I assume when you say the other two teams, what we're talking about is the the holy trinity of the Jaguars, the Texans, and the Jets. I would imagine. Bingo. There's another yes. bingo. Yeah. So I <clears throat> I wonder, you know, when we talk about Survivor, and I had Carolina. No one lost in Survivor either this no, week, I by know. the way. Um, no one basically, but it was. You wonder, last year the Jets were the team that everybody picked on. Even though the Jaguars lost along with the Jets last year, they weren't the pick-on team because they showed up every week and they would scare you. I wonder of these three teams, the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Texans, who will emerge as the pick-on team the rest of the way? Because right now it's looking like all three. Yeah, right now it's looking like all three. I don't know how... How many wins those three teams are going to combine for this year? I mean, yeah. it's bad. The only the only part is the Jaguars and the Texans play each other twice. That's right. They you do. know, so somebody's going to wind up with a, a Some, win or two. Something's <laughs> got to give. Something's got to give. All right. I was light on that. For sure I was light. All right, Jeff. All right. Another, another doozy. Sunday here. morning. Now. Sunday morning. The Washington football team <laughs> on the road at the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, this isn't much better, huh? Both Washington. It's and, a little better. It's a little better. Washington and Atlanta are both one and two. I had to keep reminding myself that the Falcons won that game yesterday. Yeah. Like I completely tuned out of it, and I'm like, oh yeah, they won. Someone had to win. Uh, Washington gets housed by Buffalo. Taylor Heineke, 14 of 24 for 212, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, one, he was sacked once. Eight carries for 21 yards and a nice pylon touchdown for Heineke. Uh, Gibson, Antonio Gibson, 12 carries for 31 yards, one catch. 473 yards and a touchdown also hitting the pylon. Beautiful play by Gibson at the end. But only 13 first downs for Washington. They were 2 of 11 on third down. They were minus three in turnovers. They allowed, Let's put it this way. In the first half alone, Washington allowed 312 yards and 27 points. So there you go. Ball game. Since the start of 20, and they, and they recovered a, a kickoff that blew back towards them. So, I mean, in many ways, it could have been worse. Since the start of 2018, Washington is 11 and 5 straight up with Alex Smith, 7 and 29 in all other games, including the playoffs. And then there's Atlanta, who beat the Giants 70 to 14. This was my uh, pick for game I would have wanted no part of, and I think I was validated in, at least in that much. Yippee for me. Ryan, Matty Ice, 27 of 36 for 243, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. He looks, how can I put this, Chrissy? Is old is the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Cord- he was the MVP not that long not ago. Not that long ago. Corderell Patterson, by the way, six catches for 82 yards. Um, this is a terrible game, too. I, 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 I want to say, and maybe this is the Washington boyhood, in, uh, the, the boyhood team of mine uh, in me that says this, but I think Washington would be a – I'll split the difference between a three and a pick and say one and a half. In favor of Washington? Okay, bingo again. I like your number better. Okay. I make mine exactly Washington one and a half. That's what my power ratings come to. It's pick. I see a little bit of Atlanta one. I remember I see evenly split between Atlanta one and pick them. So I'm going to open the game, pick them. And if anybody wants to play me Atlanta, they can have right at it. I mean, I just see a little bit more out of Washington than I do out of Atlanta right now. Um Who's the, I don't, who's the coach of Atlanta? I can't even remember right now. Arthur Smith. Oh, Arthur Smith. Yeah. Okay, I keep getting them mixed up with Arthur Blank, who's yeah. the owner. Yeah. You know, um, 
He said after the game, well, I think this is going to set us straight. We finally got our program underway. We're going to, you know, you'll see good things from here on in. Well, what else do you expect the coach to say? I don't see it myself. They beat, they beat a pretty bad team in the Giants. And did, did Atlanta win or did the Giants lose? And I think I, I put it more in the category of the Giants lost. So that's why I kind of like, uh, I, you know, I like Washington a little bit here. I think they deserve to be favored. So I'm, I am going to open, I'm going to open the game, pick them. Um, I had another thought in my mind that it just escaped me. Oh, here's the thing I wanted to mention. Between the Giants and the Falcons game, we had nothing all week. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But here we are at the little old South Point. We do everything at 11 to 10. They start taking a three. I go to two and a half. They lay back to two and a half. Go back to three. Go back to two and a half. We did so much business on this terrible game. Wow. It's incredible. One of the highest volume games of the day, strictly because it was on a number. Because it was toggling the number. Yeah. Interesting. And these and these are two teams of which I asked Lombardi after week one. I said, after week one, and people, I let the hate wash over me. I was like, is Washington's defense that good? That was two weeks ago I asked him that, 10 days ago. And with the Falcons, I said, even if Kyle Pitts becomes a Hall of Famer, did they make a mistake after what we're seeing with Matt Ryan? They needed to draft one of those quarterbacks and just pray that that quarterback ends up well or good for a whole career. We'll see. Two awful games to start the show. We'll do better next. <laughs> right here on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews from the South Point Guessing Lines for week number four in the National Football League. And thank you to everybody for making a, the podcast version of this so darn popular the first two weeks of the season. Um, year after year, week after week, we we so appreciate it. And uh and really appreciate that uh, it still resonates with uh, the audience. Well, one thing, Chrissy, going back to that Cincinnati game, two just reactions. One, clearly I was light at six and a half, but we've gotten to the point where the Cincinnati Bengals are, are north of a touchdown favorite over anybody. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then the other sort of thing is that uh, Cincinnati could very well be a survivor pick this coming week. I think they're going to be a popular survivor pick yeah. because, of course, in Survivor, you can't use a team more than once. I don't see too many situations coming up for using Cincinnati this year, and it's a good way to yeah. uh, play them. And, uh, you know, listen, and, and no, <laughs> we talked about light, not light, you know, whatever the number. Come Thursday night, I'm going to need the Jaguars. I could tell yeah. you that. Oh, yeah. what a position to be. No, I can't wait. Jeffrey, I didn't know what you were saying about your hair, but. We have an NFL trade. Oh, we do? Yeah. What do you got? We have an NFL trade that uh, features a former first-round pick going uh, to Carolina, C.J. Henderson. Uh, Jacksonville's been trying to trade all offseason. Finally, he gets a suitor. Uh, Henderson's going to Carolina. Dan Arnold and a third-round pick going the other way to Jacksonville. Now, what does that tell us? That that basically the Rams, you know, they they need help on their in their secondary. Is it for for C.J. Henderson? Panthers getting. CJ. Oh, the Panthers. Panthers. I'm sorry. Panthers. I thought you said the Rams. Panthers. So Panthers need help in the secondary. Panthers have injuries, all kinds of plays. J.C. Horn obviously breaking his foot. Um, so that's the sort of response to that, I guess, real quick after the J.C. Horn foot injury, which will knock him out, I guess, the whole season. Um, their rookie eighth pick in the NFL draft. So C.J. Henderson goes to Carolina in that deal. All right, what's next Sunday morning, sir? We have started this show with a whole bunch of doozies here. <laughs> Detroit at Chicago. Oh, man. 
All right, we'll get. But before we get in it, yes. let me say this. Yes. The worst game on the board last week produced some fantastic action. Yes. Yeah, the Giants mm-hmm. and the Falcons. So even though they're terrible football games, right. they are bettable. Right. They're bettable. So Detroit, uh, this just in, loses to Baltimore. <laughs> in case you missed it. Uh, Jared Goff was 22 of 30 for 217. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. DeAndre Swift did most of the damage for Detroit's offense. 14 carries, 47 yards, a touchdown, seven catches for 60 yards. Even threw a pass. It was incomplete. But Detroit ends up losing to Baltimore uh, in just the most gut-wrenching of all fashions. Detroit gets the go-ahead field goal on Baltimore to go up 17 to 16. And then their defense goes to work and ends up putting Baltimore in a fourth and 19 situation deep in their own territory with the clock, you know, ticking down. They didn't mortar kick, by the way, first non mortar kick comment of the day. They didn't mortar kick after their go ahead field goal to make it 17 to 16, but on fourth and 19, they give Lamar Jackson all the time he needed, um, all the time in the world, and he and he found his receiver. And first down, they get up and they they're able to, you know, get to convert that, and then actually have a play before the the final attempted game winning field goal, where the CBS clock anyway goes down to zero on the play clock. And if the CBS clock was, in fact, in sync with the actual play clock, and I have heard nothing to the contrary about that, then the refs miss an absolute delay of game in what would be, at that point, a Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal. And if they call that delay of game, it would have to be a 71-yarder, and they would probably just throw a Hail Mary at that point. They miss it. Lamar Jackson throws an incomplete pass. Then they bring out Justin Tucker to kick the 66-yarder. That has never been converted in the history of the National Football League. What happens? We all know. Justin Tucker, the greatest kicker perhaps in, in, in the history of the NFL, and a guy who deserves probably to have this record, does a little uh, extra hop in his setup, booms it, and it hits the crossbar and bounces over. Yeah. And the Ravens win. By the way, Ravens teasers end up coming home and often with that as well. And it's the longest kick not only in the history of the NFL, they win the game in the, in the most dramatic of fashion. And we were even debating yesterday, was that more unbelievable of a survivor win hmm. than the Oakland Raiders' Henry Ruggs catch over the Jets last year? And we determined, yes, it was because the field goal has, ne- a field goal has never been kicked that long. They missed the delay of game. And they converted a fourth and 19. Yeah. So you put all that in the mix. That's even more unbelievable. So if someone wins Circus Survivor this year with the Baltimore Ravens yesterday, they're living right. Were we talking about Detroit anyway? Oh, yeah. We're talking about Detroit. So Detroit loses. Detroit's 0-3. Who are they playing? Chicago? Bears. Oh, boy. Uh, Justin Fields, 6 of 20 for 68 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked nine times. Yeah. When you factor in the sacks, it's one passing yard. Un passing yard. Passing yard echad. That was for my mom. Six first downs, one for 11 on third down, zero of one on fourth down, 47 total yards. They were out time of possession. Chicago was by Cleveland, 39-34 to 20-26. Greg McElroy was sacked 11 times. That was the record for rookies. Um, 
I'm going to here's what I, here's what I think it will be, and here's what I think it should be. It's going to be the Bears minus three, but it should be a pick'em. Okay, we're we're gonna first of all, it's Bears mostly three and a half. I see some three minus twenties and things like that, but mostly three and a half. That's the number. I'm going to open three. I don't think it should be picked quite, but I my power ratings come to two and a half. Now we've been making fun of Dan Campbell. Seems like a nut job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I hate to tell you, it works in football sometimes. Probably more on the college level than it does in the pro level. But he's in, he's really a, a fired up guy, and I kind of like some of the things I'm seeing out of the Lions. I think they're ready to get a win. They're going into the Bears team right now. Who I you know I, listen. I know their coaching staff and general manager got tons of. Um, criticism in the offseason they deserve every minute of it from what I could see they they threw in Justin Fields and you know I know you hear all the talking heads on ESPN well how's he going to learn on the bench he's got to get in there and play well not if you're going to ruin his career That's and we'll, we'll get to the Jets a little later probably yeah but you know this they were not prepared to give this kid a chance to be good and I think he has all the ability to be good if they don't ruin him and I know other people have said it, and I'm going to reiterate it myself. There's more quarterbacks get ruined than get developed. And he right now, they could, they could be ruining this kid. But, you know, I kind of like some of the things I see out of Detroit. I, I mean, if I was out there betting, I would take three and a half on Detroit. I'm going to open I it. I would, too. I'm going to open it three. Uh, they'll probably lay it to me. Uh, that's fine. If I go in Sunday and need in Detroit, that's exactly the position I want to be in. If you if you give me Detroit with three and a hook, I will take Detroit this yeah, game. I, they, I really will. I see better things right now. They're ready for a win. Lamar Jackson got that ball, just to, just to be clear. Lamar Jackson got that ball to start that drive. And again, no more to kick with uh, one minute and four seconds left. The fourth and 19 was with 26 seconds left. 36-yarder to Sammy Watkins before the delay of game that was not called. Yeah, I know we'll get to Baltimore a little later, yeah. you know, but Lamar Jackson, what was he, unanimous MVP two years ago, I want yeah. to say? He looks better now to me as a quarterback. He looks like, they, they, I don't know if they worked on his mechanics. His release is much more compact, which is essential in the NFL. Uh, he looks like a better quarterback to me now than he was in his MVP season. That, Want to squeeze in one here, Jeff? Yeah, this is an easy one to squeeze in. Jets at uh, hosting oh. the Titans. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Jets. Zach Wilson, who you wanted to talk about, 19 of yeah. 35 for 160 against the Broncos. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked five times. Jets only had 11 first downs, 162 total yards. Were it not for the Bears' unbelievable total yards tally, that would be the worst. 43 rushing yards. They were out time of possession 35-47 to 24-13. And Tennessee, uh, they end up getting it done yesterday. I'll say Tennessee minus 6.5 on the road. Wow, you're way light again. It's 7.5. Mm. Uh, my power ratings come to 10. I think this Jets team is just so abysmally bad. They can't. They, here's their, their point total so far. 14, 6, and 0. So I'm, I'm being kind to both the Jaguars You're, and the Jets. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to open as high as possible. I see seven and a half. I don't see any eights. I'm going to throw up an eight there, see if anybody wants to grab that. I said my power ratings come to ten, and everything I said bad about Chicago, double it for the Jets. They look completely lost. 
And Salah, I liked him as a defensive coordinator, and I've said it before. These coaches all sound good on the way in, not so good on the way out. I'm not sure he's on the way out yet, but yeah. we'll see. I got something to say about Mike Vrabel after the after the break as well. We'll continue guessing lines on a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Gil Alexander, Christy Andrews, uh, Jeff Parlay here as well. Uh, last thing about the Tennessee Jets game, and again, I was light, just like I was light on the Bengals versus the Jaguars. I was light on the Titans at the Jets. North of a touchdown, not south of one. First of all, that Tennessee win yesterday, uh, Tannehill was 18 of 27 for 197, three touchdowns, two picks, sack once, five of 56 on the ground. But Derrick Henry was the guy, as, as he always should be. 28 for 113, also caught three catches, three passes for 31 yards. Tennessee won that game yesterday um, my, uh, while being minus three in turnovers. I'm talking about their 25 to 16 win over the Colts. But my comment about Vrabel was he went for two up 20 to 13 yesterday to go up nine correctly, in my opinion, with Derrick Henry as your lead back. Whereas last week against Seattle, he had a chance to win it in regulation and he opted not to. He kicked the extra point. And then won it in overtime. So I just I, I thought it was I thought it was the right decision yesterday, and I questioned the decision last week. He's ended up being right both times. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's living on the right side yes. sometimes. You know, yes. Because I, I, sometimes I think he's kind of a caveman, you know. But he comes up with some smart stuff occasionally. Yeah, I, I should say he ended up he ended up getting validated. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. I don't think right. he's right both times. All right, what's next? Let's get a good game here, Jeff. What do we got? I'll try my best here. Uh, the rotation numbers haven't been kind to us so far. No. Uh, the Browns at the Vikings. Okay, let me just say up front, I have this as a pick because I didn't know what, what else to say here, Chrissy. But the Browns, uh, we talked about the Browns win over the Bears yesterday. They moved the football for 88 yards in the first quarter with zero points uh, yesterday against the, Bear. they had, the Bears. They had two fourth and shorts that resulted in sacks. A fourth and five of the Chicago 38, a fourth and five of the Chicago 24. So it could have been worse. The Browns ended up beating the Bears 26 to 6. And we already talked about how poor the Bears were. 
uh, in a in a total yards tally for the Bears again, forty seven total yards. That is not likely to be. What's the opposite of topped? Uh, bottomed. Bottomed. <laughs> okay. This year. We can go with that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right that show. Got a little different there for a second. Mayfield, nineteen of thirty-one for two forty-six, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked five times himself. Odell. Five catches for 77. Kareem Hunt, um, 10 carries for 81 yards. Touchdown, six catches for 74. Chubb, Nick Chubb, 22 carries, 84 yards. I mentioned Justin Fields was sacked nine times. Miles Garrett had half of them, four and a <laughs> half. And they outgained Chicago, 418 to 47. Out first downed them, 26 to 6. It was just a blowout. And then Minnesota gets on, off the schneid. They win. Remember, they could have been 2-0. and They were two plays away from being 2-0. and Instead, yeah. they were 0-2. Kirk Cousins playing the best ball of his career. 30 of 38 for 323. Three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, sacked once in Minnesota's win yesterday. Eight touchdowns, no picks this season. 17th straight game now for Kirk Cousins. Listen to this. 17th straight game with a 90-plus uh, passer rating. The only streak longer than that is Peyton Manning at 23. Um, Alexander Madison. What's your name, man? Alexander Madison, 26, carries for 112 yards. That's for the Hamilton people out there. I thought uh, so. Justin Jefferson, nine catches for 118 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Conklin, seven for 70 to touchdown. The Vikings were nine of 14 on third down versus the Seahawks in their 30 to 17 win. Uh, 453 total yards. I said a pick. I didn't know what to say here. Cleveland at Minnesota. Yeah, you know, my power ratings come to Minnesota one. Um, so I can't really dicker with the pick, although what I see right now is the Browns won. Um, I, you know, I'm, as I'm going over my power ratings last night, the, the Browns, they're, they're not quite there yet. You know, they might be by the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, I like their roster, and love you, the coach. I want to put them there. But I want to put yeah, them there. Yeah. I, they, they just For the things I look at, they're just not quite there yet to to be in that highest echelon. I am just a little notch below that. I think Minnesota's playing pretty good, and they needed a I win like that. I, you know, I like them. I, you know, a you know microscopic flight favorite uh, as as a one point favorite. Uh, I see Cleveland one. I even see a one with some juice and some one and a half. I, I don't. We're kind of too closer, so I'm going to go ahead and open Cleveland one. And that was uh, Alexander Madison in for Dalvin Cook, who was scratched before the game. Oh, so, I thought you were going back to oh, Hamilton. No, 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 okay, no, 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 there we got their Hamilton fix. Okay. I could do more if you'd like me to. <laughs> the King song later on the show. What's next, Jeff? Not throwing away any shots here today. Uh, next up, we have the Colts at the Dolphins. Colts at the Dolphins. Uh, this was another one when I was when I was guessing these where I'm like, wow, am I going to do the lazy thing and have a couple pickums? And the answer is yes. I didn't know what to do here either, so I made this a pickum. This is the pickum segment. Uh, Colts. Wentz ended up playing yesterday. Uh, 19 of 37 for 194 yards. No touchdowns. No picks. He was sacked twice. Uh, the Colts were plus three in turnovers yesterday uh, against Tennessee. There were two picks from Ryan Tannehill that led directly to 10 of Indy's points. So I don't really know, like, if you can leave that game yesterday thinking that well of Indianapolis. And then there's Miami. Miami loses to the Raiders in overtime 31-28. to I have no idea how Miami covered this game and actually had a chance to win. No idea watching this thing. Jacoby Brissett, though, a fourth down marvel. You can't stop Jacoby Brissett. You can only hope to contain him. 
32 of 49 yesterday for 215. There was a point in that game, I believe, where he had 20 completions for less than 100 yards, which is really wow. a feat. But he ends up 32 of 49 for 215. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked two times. He had seven carries for 37 yards and a touchdown, including a fourth down a touchdown run that after the two-point conversion sent this one to overtime. Mike Isicki, 10 catches for 86. Jalen Waddell, 12 for 58. Miami led that game 14 to nothing. End up losing in overtime. They, they, they scored the first 14. They gave up the next 25. Tied it on the fourth down run, touchdown run by Jacoby Brissett to force overtime traded field goals in overtime as well. Jacoby Brissett converted a fourth and 20 as well in that overtime. Anyway, Indianapolis at Miami, I'll say pick them. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami's a tick of a favorite, but I said pick them. Yeah. You know, my power ratings come to Miami three. Uh, By the way, the line is pretty much one and a half everywhere. I do see one, two, you know, it, it's more my a reflection of my power ratings. It more is a reflection on how bad the Colts are. Mm-hmm. I think right now, you know, Wentz. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, we talked about Matt Ryan being the MVP a couple years ago. You know, Wentz was on the verge of being the MVP right. before he got hurt with what about three games left in the season. I think. Uh, but he is not the same, no. you know. And uh, you know, even uh, after the game, you know, Frank Reich, the coach, was saying, "Well, he's seventy to eighty percent, but that still gave us the best chance to win." Whew. I mean, to me, I follow a couple guys out of Indianapolis, a couple sports writers, and they they talk about just how bad the the roster is in general. Um, you know, I, like I said, I see one and a half and two. I'm going to open two Dolphins, but it's more, like I said, more of downgrading the Colts than, than praising the Dolphins. Yeah. My, my picks have been uh, pretty bootsy so far in this, this uh, show. That do you, uh, Ultimately, now, when you see Jacoby Brissett play a full game yeah. where he's had preparation, how do you feel about the Tua now to Jacoby transition? Well, it's still worth a little something. You know, no doubt about it, I think. Cause I, I, but there's some, a couple, couple factors here. It, it seems like Miami has soured on Tua. I mean, it just seems like that. Just feels like they're not like going out of their way to be supportive, yeah. kind of thing. And the other thing that really means something to me as a bookmaker: lots of wise guy money showed up on Miami yesterday. Hmm. While they're winning, I don't, I'm not sure how sometimes, but I, I kind of have to respect the line move and how you know some some very sharp handicappers were on Miami. And maybe not uh, the best situations. I really thought I thought the number should have been higher with with Brissett in, in instead of Tua. You know, and Raiders are playing some pretty good football. And uh, but money showed on Miami, and they got the dough. You don't you don't ever after you say okay, wise guy money came in in Miami. You don't ever like talk to them after they make the bet before the game or after the game itself. You don't ever have a conversation with any of them, do you? Uh, well, that, you know, never and any, that, those are right. big words. Right. So occasionally, occasionally. I, I didn't on this, this game in particular, I did not. I wonder how many of those betters on Miami after that game would be honest enough to say we had no business covering that game. <laughs> well, you know, I, yeah. I'm going to quote my good friend, Roxy Roxborough. Every better thinks it's his God-given right to win every bet he's ever made <laughs> in his life. That's right. <laughs> that is so much true. Yeah. Uh, as it is, Raiders end up winning it by three. But uh, as uh, 
And someone told me this morning in the parking lot, they're like, oh, man, I, the Raiders, man. I was like, they won. I was like, yeah, but I gave the hook. <laughs> um, okay. We'll continue uh, guessing lines week number four. So far, the one that I like the best, I think if, if if Chicago's three and a half, Detroit is the one I like the best. Yeah, me too. But you're posting three, you said. I'm posting three here. Okay. And for this one, what did you end up posting? Uh, I'm going to use the Dolphins too. Dolphins too. Okay. We'll come back. We'll continue with the early games, week four, guessing lines with Chris Andrews right here on a numbers game at numbers game at Vista, the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander. It's Chrissy Andrews. We get tweets. At beating the book. Uh, Trip Tepper. Niners with another late game kickoff gaffe. If they mortar kick and allow time to run off the clock, Packers might not get that last second field goal. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet, Trip Tepper. I already mentioned the mortar kick and the lack thereof with the Lions, but yeah, that's coming. Uh, This is from uh, the Charitable Gambler. Week four guessing lines about to start. This is right before the show. He says, such a good show for anyone who takes this sort of thing even mildly seriously. They were two and one in games last week when in strong agreement that disagreed with the openers. Thank you for that. Charitable gambler. Very kind. Uh, Asian Lebowski, after the first segment, was like, you'll only do better if Detroit versus Chicago isn't the next game. (laughs) And it was. (laughs) Uh, D-Gen Southern Gen. I always love Mondays because I know Chrissy uh, Andrews is crossing party lines and allows us to glean information that we as bettors can benefit from. Like today with him mentioning how sharper NFL lines over time have increased the book's teaser exposure. Um, Folks are taking notes. Uh, let's see. Boop, 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 boop. Right, should I should I Ron Burgundy through some of these? Let's see where this goes. PJ Podiatron. I heard Chrissy Andrews on another show talking about hopefully making a few bucks after the weekend regarding betting on football. I almost choked since they make millions every month without blinking an eye. Uh, just saying. Mm. Oh, what you mean? Oh. I, I should take my job seriously? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> what an insult! <laughs> Jeez. Okay, and on and on. They, we'll, By the like, way, the Dolphins yeah. are climbing, as I see. The one and a half flat. Two of them still out there. It's it's on the rise. On the so rise. Think, yeah, my number was there. All right, Jeff. A couple more in the morning. What do we got? All right, this is intriguing. Three and zero Carolina on the road at the site unseen in Week Three, Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so yeah, Dallas hasn't played. They played tonight against Philadelphia. So Carolina is without Christian McCaffrey here, which matters. Carolina extra rest. Remember they beat the Texans on Thursday night. Darnold was twenty three of thirty four for three hundred four. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. He was eight of eleven on the ground for two touchdowns. But he did have two fumbles that Carolina landed on. So those of us who had Carolina and teasers and a survivor, there's a lot of fumble luck involved, but everyone was gushing about Sam Darnold after that game. I was like, he did fumble twice, didn't he? DJ Moore, eight catches, 126. But the hamstring injury to McCaffrey early was the story. And then Dallas hasn't played. But without McCaffrey, I mean, I guess as far as non-quarterbacks are concerned, that matters about as much as anything. So Dallas, again, barring injury or barring something outlying tonight, they can't be less than four and a half, right? I'll say Dallas minus four and a half because people love the Cowboys too. That's got to be factored in. Yeah, they do, but I, I'm trying not to let that influence me. My my numbers come to three and a half. Uh, I see it four and four and a half, mostly four and a half. So your number, I'm not sure I like yours better than mine. I'll tell you what, Matt Rule, this guy I think is an excellent coach. Excellent coach. Excellent coach. I mean, everywhere he's gone, or he started Temple, Oh, that was it, Jeff. I was trying to think before the show, right? I was thinking, like, yeah. I've been proven right on the mortar kicks, right, as as yesterday twice showed, 
And I'm also, someone got after me last week because I had the audacity to say, hey, let's see if Dabo's actually a good coach. Oh, Oh, how if you read my articles on VSIN, which I, I said it right then, uh-huh. are we starting to figure out Dabo Sweeney is not a good coach? So, and the reason, by the way, read my articles on VSIN. Yes, they're so times. good. Yeah, they they're are. so good. I, I get a little help from Jeff Folk. Yes, you know who actually puts my thoughts well, construct and edits them. Jeff DMs yeah. them to me, so I read yeah. them because I'm you know. I said that. Yeah, they're they're phenomenal, yeah. and and the reason uh, that was triggered because of what you said about Matt Rule. Yes, that's a guy who won at Temple. That's yeah. a guy who won at Baylor. That's a guy who's winning at Carolina. That's a proven good yeah. coach without a recruiting advantage. Right. He took over Baylor after their disaster. Yes. You know, so he didn't right. walk into like a great situation. Like I say, they always sound good on the way in, not so good on the way mm-hmm. out. This guy's good on the way in and he's going to be even better I think on the way mm-hmm. out. This guy is one hell of a coach. Now, that being said, I tweeted out the other day, Darnold still does not know how to protect the ball. Doesn't know how. And it's terrifying every time he drops back. Jeez, oh, man. I, you would think at some point, because a kid has a ton of talent, but you got to protect the ball. Yeah. Um, anyway, my numbers come to three and a half, and that's with the McCaffrey injury. Um, you know, I'll probably open four and a half, just, you know, sight unseen tonight on Dallas. And, um, you know, like McCaffrey, you, you've said it a million times, it fills up the stat sheet. What are they going to be without him? I'm not sure. Yeah. It's amazing how many things are said on this show that receive a lot of hate, and then within two, three weeks, there's quiet out there. Because it's like, oh, maybe it wasn't so outlandish to have said what, what was said. Jeff, what's next? The best team of New York, the Giants, go on the road to the Saints. <laughs> it's the Jets fan bringing out the games. The power of negative thinking. <laughs> the 0-3 Giants. And again, I have to keep reminding myself who won that game, the Falcons-Giants, because it's a total tune-out game. Uh Daniel Jones led them to a 14-7 lead. I'll say that much. He was 24 of 35 for 266 in that loss to the Falcons, that three-point loss. No touchdowns, no picks. How many of these quarterbacks am I like? No touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Sacked twice. Saquon, 16 carries, 51 yards and a touchdown in that loss to Atlanta. New Orleans, the schizophrenic New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Great opening week. Horrific second week. Here they are in week three. I don't know what to make of this win over the Patriots. 28 to 13 winners over the Patriots. Jameis, 13 of 21 for 128. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. When you tally up Jameis Winston's passing yeah. yards in yeah. weeks one, two, and three, it comes out to 387. I was going to say, did he break 300 yet? <laughs> he has finally broken 300. It only took three weeks. He's actually creeping up on 400, I'll have you know. Alvin Kamara, 24 carries, 89 yards, three catches for 29 and a touchdown. Uh, there was more Taysom Hill yesterday, six carries for 32 yards yeah. and a touchdown, but only 252 total yards, and they were plus three in turnovers. That was the real story of that game. The Saints were plus three in turnovers, and it was Mac Jones, which we'll get when we get to the Patriots, we'll go through his turnovers, but that's what this story of this game was. And so the Saints roll them. I got this one wrong, by the way. This was one of my uh, losses. I was three and two yesterday, and at three and two, I sunk behind further. Um but, like, I don't know what to make of this other than the Giants are so bad. I guess the Saints are seven-point favorites. Well, you're light. I'm heavy. Um, it's eight. I see a little eight and a half. But I, I, eight is a predominant number. You know, my power ratings come to 11. 
you know, but it, since we're playing uh, be, <laughs> guess the lines bingo, yeah. here you go. Diminishing returns <laughs> makes its first appearance. Yes. Uh, so I hate to give too much, you know, to, especially, you know, home teams. I'm still not giving much for home teams. By the way, home teams against the spread yesterday where I think we're, or for the weekend, we're seven and eight going yeah. back to Thursday's game. So that, that automatic three is, you know, not valid anymore. Um, I'm going to open eight. I, I don't want to mess with this too much, you know, even though my power ratings come higher. Um, you know, I, I think that's an okay place to start. Well, I have a feeling this is going to go up. The Giants are just terrible. But oh. New Orleans is, you know, as inconsistent a team as I've seen so far this year. And we, we do not consider the Giants, even though they're 0-3. We don't 0-3. We don't put them in the same category as the Jets or the Texans or the Jags quite oh. yet. Not yet. Not yet. And then we'll get to the Patriots. Right now, as we have three weeks behind us, I know there's a Philly-Dallas game tonight, but of the, of the five rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, who got in for a touchdown mm-hmm. run yesterday, um, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson. Are we feeling great about any of them? Great? No. No. Great. That's why I use that word. Yeah, great, great no. no. No, I think... I good, see, good we, yes, maybe. I think we see some flashes of possible greatness. How's that sound? But yeah. nothing great yet. Mac Jones could be great. Right. Uh, how about Fields? Fields. Fields could, well, be. the thing the thing is, like Zach Wilson has like has no time. I and, feel sorry for that kid. I mean, Justin Fields got sacked nine times. They have a pretty suspect yeah. offensive line too. Terrible. Trevor Lawrence might have looked the worst of the bunch thus far. I, you and I have talked about this. Yes, I brought yeah. it up all offseason. Are we so sure he's generational? Yeah, I, I'm not so sure. And then in the case of Trey Lance, he's barely seen the field. What happened to the great Trey Lance? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's only too early weeks. to tell. Too early really to tell. Anyway. But Trey Lance is another one. Maybe. 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 But great? We're not feeling about any of them at this yeah. point. Boy, boy they, they overrate these quarterbacks every year. They move way up in the draft, way hey. in front of where they should be. People go perhaps justifiably quarterback crazy. Yeah. But then we go back a year to, to Joe Burrow. Yeah. I think this kid's going to be a star. Well, the, if he gets good coaching, the, which the so far Joe, the jury's out. The Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Kiniella, we may never see again. That those guys are so like Justin Herbert? I guess it's not Mahomes. Who do you start a franchise with besides Justin Herbert? He'd be the second choice. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to all those guys coming up. Um still like Detroit. If you if you find a three and a half, that's the one I like. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Yes, I am. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Chrissy Andrews is here as well. Uh, we have a tweet from uh, Tim Johnson. Neither you or I heard this, uh, Chrissy. But he says, come on, Gil, give Jeff some acknowledgement of his Hamilton reference. We didn't even catch it that after my Hamilton reference, you gave a Hamilton reference. What was it? I did, We're not throwing away any of our shots. Uh, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Sorry. Acknowledgement I mean, given. Yeah. Good Cons- on Tim for actually hearing it. Consider acknowledgement given. Well done, Jeffrey. All right. We're still in the morning. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, week four. Yes. Uh, Chiefs at Eagles. For those uh, tuning in, we're guessing lines. Tribute to the old Stardust show. Our first look at the upcoming uh, weekend lines in the National Football League. I've been in a cocoon. Remember last week, uh, my reactions were Arizona. That line is off. The Chargers line is off. Those ended up working out. 
What is the game again? I'm sorry, Jeff. Chiefs and Eagles. <laughs> sorry. Got distracted. Chiefs and Eagles. Eagles sight unseen. They play the Cowboys tonight. You got a lot of uh, action on that game tonight? Tons. Mostly on the Eagles. Mostly on the Eagles. Yeah. Catching, what, three and a hook? Well, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Down to three. Down to three. Uh, Chiefs lose to the Chargers. And, oh, boy, that was another one. Between the Baltimore-Detroit finish, the Green Bay-San Francisco finish, and this Chargers-Chiefs finish. And we'll get to the Chargers. But Chiefs end up losing to the Chargers 30-24. to Lose outright as six and a half for seven point favorites in the end. Mahomes was 27 of 44 for 260, three touchdowns, two picks. Remember before last week, he had never thrown a September pick. Now he's got three. Was sacked twice, four carries for 45 yards. Clyde Edwards Alaire, 17 carries for 100 yards. He lost a fumble. Travis Kels, seven catches for 104. 33 first downs for the Chiefs. They were six of 10 on third down, but they were minus four in turnovers, and that's all that matters. Sure. Tough to win. Tough to win. They Unless turn- you're playing the Colts. Unless you're playing the Colts. That's right. <laughs> and then you can overcome a minus three. Turnovers on the first three possessions, as a matter of fact. There was the no-look pass just outside of the red zone in the first quarter on a second and six. Mahomes doing that no-look thing. Yeah. You get a little too frisky. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, then Tyreek Hill fumbled inside the red zone later in the first quarter. That led to a Chargers 6 to nothing lead because uh, Tristan Viscaino missed a point after touchdown. Portent of things to come here on the show. And then the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumble at the Chargers 33 led to a Chargers 14 to nothing lead. And then, of course, the fourth and final one, fast forward all the way to the fourth quarter, with 155 left, a Patrick Mahomes interception. Second week in a row where he has thrown a really, really bad pick to change the outcome of the football game. And that led, of course, to the game-winning Chargers touchdown drive, which we will autopsy when we get to the Chargers, which was just out of control for all kinds of reasons. I'll say the Chiefs, I put no man land. Without the Eagles having played yet, I said Chiefs minus five and a half on the road. Um, Well, I like your number better. Here we go. It's uh, First of all, my power ratings come to the Chiefs four. We'll talk about that in a second. But the number out there is five and a half and six. Five and a half with a lot of juice. I see one five and a half flat. Uh, but six is really the predominant number. I'm opening five and a half. You know, I was when I was going through my power ratings again, adjusting them, you know, we say this every year. And the Super Bowl loser comes out the next year, and they're a great bet against team. And But what do we say every year? This year's going to be different. Yeah. This year's going to be different. It's just going to be different. And it's almost never, you know, I try never to say, never, always and never try to leave those out of your vocabulary. You know, but how often does it happen? How many one-score games were they in last year? And yeah. one most, just about all of them. I remember saying to Aaron Schatz, I was like, oh, they play up and down in their competition. He was like, oh, maybe they're just not that good. Yeah, maybe they're just not that good. Now, here they are. I mean, my number came to four. And I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of money, a lot of sharp money on the Eagles tonight. Six is too high. And I don't know who's going to win the game. God only knows. But I'm just telling you, that number is too high. The Chiefs, I have downgraded. And, I I mean, to me, if I was out there betting, they'd be a bet against team for me for the time being. Their defense is miserable. They're in last place, sole possession of last place in the AFC West. I know it's only three games, but they're in sole possession of last place. How many people had that? I don't know, but you're always catching value betting against them yes. too, because the number is well, always inflated. We had this conversation. You remember last year, last week, Jeff and I was like, "Yeah," but in the end, the Chiefs never cover. The other thing about this game, and I was going to save it for the Chargers part, but I might as well mention it here. What's the deal with the Chargers not like returning picks? 
like choosing not to advance interceptions. They like can't. there was two of them. What one in the first quarter, the uh, the no look one where the where dude just like you know stayed on the ground. Yeah. Um. And the one where his teammate was trying to pick him up. That was yeah, the you one. Can run, you that can was run. the one. That was the one where where Derwin James was trying to pick him up, um, and he just sort of sat there. And then the one you know in the fourth quarter with less than two minutes left. They refused to advance the interception either. <laughs> What's that all about? It was a little quirky thing that the announcers didn't bring up yesterday. We'll get to the Chargers, though. What's next, Joe? Last of the 1 o'clock Eastern games, Texans and Bills. Oh, man. Well, let me just say in advance, I'm going to be a little light on this, judging by the theme of, of this show. Um, I was light. In the fade of the Jaguars, I was light in the fade of the Jets earlier with Tennessee. Houston, extra rest. Well, we can say that much, can't we? Extra rest for the Houston Texans in this ballgame. Um, th- Thursday night, remember, they lost to the Carolina Panthers. Davis Mills was 19 of 28 for 168. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times. Brandon Cooks, professional player, nine catches for 112. But they were only one of nine on third down. And that was against Carolina, 193 total yards, only two, and only 42 rushing yards against Carolina. Now it's the Bills at Buffalo. Sean McDermott, 31 and three, make it 32 and three when leading at the half in the regular season since 2017. Bills on Washington scored on seven of their first nine drives yesterday, four touchdowns, three field goals. That's pretty good. Josh Allen, 32 of 43 for 358. Four touchdown passes, no picks. He was not sacked, and he carried the ball four times for nine yards for a fifth touchdown. He's never done that in his career. Cole Beasley, 11 catches for 98. Emmanuel Sanders, 5 of 94, two touchdowns. The Bills were 9 of 15 on third down. Once again, Washington's defense couldn't get anybody off the field. 481 total yards, and they were plus three in turnovers. All of that to say. See, my guess is 14 and a half, and now I know that that's light. So how high can you go? Can you get to 17? That would be the question. And the answer is, because I'll say 14 and a half is what my actual guess was. You're way light. What is it, 17 and a half? It's 17 and a half. I see one 17 out there. I mean, my my power ratings come to 20 and a half. Now, again, here we go. Yeah. Uh, guessing the lines, bingo. Diminishing returns. Uh-huh. You know, the little high. But the coach, I, I don't even know the guy's name for Houston. He looks totally lost. David Cully? You don't know his name? <laughs> well, now I do. He's phenomenal. He's totally lost. Oh, analytics. Um, the Bills, I mean, they're a buzzsaw right now. I don't know. I mean, still, 17's a lot. You could you could lose a game in the NFL by 17, sure. 14, and never have any kind of prayer to win that game. Uh, I'm going to open 17 and a half, though. Like I said, my power ratings I knew was just too high. You can't open 20 and a half in an NFL game because they'll probably just – Step off the gas at some point. But I got the Bills rated as high as anybody in the league right now. And I have to give a mea culpa. I thought that there was a chance that they could regress a little bit this year. You know, you know, Josh Allen, I just wasn't sure he was that good last year. I mean, could he maintain it? So far, so good, I would say. And that defense is really, really good. Good coaching staff and all that, too. They're, they're, I have them atop the table. Yeah. I think Sean McDermott got as close to a snub. I mean, not that Kevin Stefanski didn't deserve coach of the year, but it was between him and McDermott to me. Yeah. So I think 
if the Bills do win the AFC East, I think McDermott is going to be your coach of the year this year, just sort of as a makeup call on that. But that's been the so that's been the theme of this show. I, I have been consistently light fading the Texans, the Jets, and the Jaguars, yeah. the holy trinity of suckitude in the National Football League. Yeah, like I said, far. I got the Bills atop the table. I got I, I I'm not sure if I have the Texans or the Jets at the bottom of the table. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so I guess the getting back to Survivor. Then. I got Houston at the bottom. So if we get back to Survivor now. The Bills become clearly they're going to be the biggest favorite on the board this week. But aren't the Bills a Christmas or a Thanksgiving team? They're at New Orleans on Thanksgiving. So for Circa, you can't. You have to think twice before using them because of that quirk. So I don't know that I would take Buffalo here. Yeah. As the bingo square. There, there might be better opportunities because of that one strategy. Yes, correct. Alive. That's yeah. right. Although, on the other hand, yesterday there was a lot of people who had Baltimore who said it was because of that quirk that they only ended up on Baltimore, and that almost lost and should have lost. But again, fourth and 19, delay of game not called, NFL record 66-yarder that doinked off the crossbar and in. Do you agree that that's more unbelievable than the Henry Ruggs play last year? I think it is, given those three things. It's hard to say. It's hard. It's, you know, that's, it's tough. that's like when you start rating some of your gut punches. Yeah. Which one was worse? Which one was worse? I, I, yeah, I don't know. They were all bad. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, Jeff. Here's the one thing, though, the two, diff- the two differences with that. The way that Baltimore got to the situation where Tucker could even make the kick was every bit as unbelievable as the Ruggs play. As soon as Tucker lined up for it, didn't you think he was going to make the kick no matter how far 100%. it was? 100%. Plus, the, they're, li- they're the Lions, right? Tom Dempsey's 63-yarder that stood for so, oh so God, many years man. was against the Lions. What was it, the Super 70 Sports tweet? They said, it wouldn't even, God wouldn't even do this to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, you, and you could tell Justin Tucker. <laughs> Is that right? That's, that's pretty funny. Super 70 Sports, the best consistent comedy on the Internet. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 17 and a half? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And if it was later in the year, maybe it would be even higher than that. But we only have three weeks of work to get it to uh, north of 17 and a half. The haves and the have-nots, the chasm between, as I've said, uh, extending in baseball year after year. Maybe we're getting there with football as well. We'll come back. Afternoon games, week four in the National Football League. And then the primetime games, which I know includes the thing that mainstream media is going to be dying over all week. Tampa Bay at New England. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander, Christy Andrews, my mishpucha from behind the desk here at the South Point Hotel Casino. We roll into afternoon games on week four next Sunday. A rare time where the national doubleheader games are worse than the regional late games. And we start with the Cardinals at the Rams. I like that game. That's nice. Cardinals at the Rams. Kyler Murray and that win over Jacksonville, which you talked about earlier, 31 to 19 win for the Cardinals spurred on by the Trevor Lawrence pick six. Murray was 28 of 34, only had six incomplete passes. Uh, One was a pick, actually, so five incomplete, one pick. 316 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. He was not sacked. Seven carries for 19 yards and a touchdown. James Conner, 11 carries for 43, but two touchdowns. A.J. Green, five catches for 112. Christian Kirk, seven catches for 104. One of nine, though, on third downs. Two of two on fourth, though, for uh, Kyler Murray and crew. Plus three in turnovers. Again, that's the story. If you had access to the turnovers... Box score at you know before these games. That's all you'd need to know. You'd be a millionaire. Rams beat the Bucks. Game of the week. 
Rams did it and did it in fine fashion. They beat the Buccaneers 34 to 24. Uh, this ended up being a pick. The Bucks were the favorite for most of the latter part of last week, but the Rams get it done 34 to 24. Matthew Stafford, 27 of 38 for 343, four touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Deshaun Jackson, welcome back. Three catches for 120 and a touchdown. His 33rd career touchdown of 50-plus yards. Only Jerry Rice has more with 36. Cooper Cup, who mm-hmm. apparently is unstoppable. Nine of 96, mm-hmm. two touchdowns. Rams were 10 of 15 on third down. They only had one penalty for four yards. And Sean McVay now 40-0 and when leading at the half. Is that good? 40 now when leading at the half? Uh, Rams will be so, NFC West. Clash here. Rams are three and zero. Rams will be six point favorites. I'll say you're dead on. It's six. I'm going to open six. My power ratings come a little lower, like more like five and a half. And like I said, I'm just still skeptical on these home field advantages. I don't give hardly anybody a full three. Only two teams, like we mentioned, Denver and Green Bay, get the full three. Nobody else. Um, I think six is okay. Like I said, my power ratings a little lower, but I don't want to dicker with that. I think six is good. You know, I've been a Kyler Murray skeptic from day one. I've been a Cliff uh, Kingsbury skeptic well, okay. from day one. Can we talk about the Cliff Kingsbury thing for a second yesterday? Yeah. So the, the thing about the Jaguars, it was great. You know, the the, the score was cosmetic ultimately because Jamal, Wag, uh, Jamal Agnew returns that field goal, as we talked about, 109 yards. But at the end of the first half, Cliff Kingsbury, who we've, you know, last year he cost people a lot of bets because of late late decision-making, late in games, 68-yard field goal attempt by Matt Prater at the end of the first half Uh. is not a optimal decision because there is that possibility that he's not going to make the 68-yarder, which he didn't, and that that can happen. So it was 13-7, of course, the Jaguars being the Jaguars. They missed the extra point, right? But that's the only reason that was a game at all. And so if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you get away with it, and you just wonder with him, it's like, that's the part of the Cardinals you can't trust. Yeah, I, I, I still say it looks like Kyler Murray's throwing it out of a well sometimes. Yeah. Kingsbury I have no faith in. Uh, one of the guys, I think it was Ryan Clark on ESPN, said the biggest mismatch you could possibly ever have on an NFL field is when you're returning a missed field goal. Mm-hmm. Because who's on the field goal kicking team? Right. All a bunch of slow offensive Massive linemen. offensive linemen. Yeah, and then you got one fast guy on the kick return team. He says that, you know, and we saw, yes, now it happens like, what, once a decade maybe? Even less than that probably. But uh, but we it happened yesterday. Didn't cost them, but, you know. Anyway, I'm open at six. Shades of the Iron Bowl, but yeah, for sure. only at halftime, of course. Um, okay, other early... Of the late games, if you will, the 405 Eastern starts. Well, also, too, uh, one one last thing. Taking it literally of playing Alabama every week for Urban Meyer with a kick six in there at the end as well. Uh, Urban, you are Alabama. <laughs> like, you were Alabama. You know, that's the thing. It's like his, oh, it's like playing Alabama. He doesn't process that he was Alabama, too, right? Is that the? I wonder if that's the other part of the equation he doesn't sort of finish the thought with. There's a lot he doesn't get at the NFL level for sure. Uh, San Francisco hosting Seattle. Another NFC West. So two NFC West games. Best division in football, we believe. This has got to be three, by the way. So I'm already going to call my shot here. Seattle, Russell Wilson, 23 of 32 in that Seahawks loss yesterday. 23 of 32 for 298. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. Chris Carson got to establish the run. 
12 uh, carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. D- DK Metcalf, six catches for 107 and a touchdown. The Seahawks have now allowed in that 30-17 to 17 loss to the Vikings yesterday. That's now two games in a row where the Seahawks have allowed 30-plus points and 450-plus total yards. Not good. San Francisco last night, oh boy. San Francisco loses to the Packers. If you miss this one, of the three fantastic finishes, to talk about the Ravens and the Lions, the Chiefs and the Chargers, this was every bit as good of a finish. Under Shanahan now, San Francisco 26-10. and 10. They fall to 26-10 and 10 with Garoppolo as their starting quarterback, 7-27 and 27 with all other starters. The Niners were undone in this game by three pass interference calls. Third and four, third and six, third and two, all of which could have gotten them off the field. That game was, there were way too many flags in this way game. Way too many. It was mired by flags. It was really tough to watch for a long spell until the end. Garoppolo was 25 of 40 for 257, two touchdowns, one pick, sack four times. Kittle, seven catches for 92. Niners were great on third down. They were seven of 11, but they were minus two in turnovers. So the Niners, through the courtesy of flags, they go ahead with a, they, they, they matriculate the ball down the field, score the go-ahead touchdown with 37 seconds left. A check touchdown with 37 seconds left. Green Bay has no timeouts. And at that point, you're saying to yourself, all right, it's Aaron Rodgers. And you have to ask yourself, is there, is there more of a chance? Basically, the conclusion is there's much more chance that Aaron Rodgers scores than you don't score with a chip shot field goal at the end of regulation. But they score with 37 seconds left, and then what do they not do, Jeff? They don't mortar kick. Hmm. I'll keep saying it. People can let the hate wash over me. So you leave him the full 37 seconds, Aaron Rodgers, that is. Five plays later, and really two plays, Devontae for 25, Devontae for 17. It's a Mason Crosby 51-yard game-winning field goal. Bingo, bango, Packers win 30-28. to And that just is another notch in the Aaron Rodgers legend belt. Unbelievable. Niners by three over the Seahawks. That's what the number is. Um, it's three. I see some two and a halves. Actually, I see both numbers pretty pretty equal right now. I'm going to open three, and I'm going to tell you right now, Seattle is overrated. That team is not nearly as good as they've been in the last couple of years, and everybody still has that image in their mind. And I said it before, I love Russell Wilson. I hate rooting against them pretty much every single week of my life. Straight to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, oh, yeah, first ballot, should be. Um, but I, this team is just overrated. You mentioned right now they've given up how many yards the last two games? 30-plus points, 450-plus yards. Yeah, I, this team is not that good. You know, they're not, And I know everybody knocks Jimmy G as, you know, on Twitter last night. Everybody was saying, oh, this, you know, he'll never lead them down to that game-winning touchdown. I mean, that was like the consensus on Twitter. I don't know what the knock is on him. I know he's had some health issues, but other than that, when he's okay, that team wins a lot of games, and you mentioned what their yep. record is with Garoppolo at quarterback. Um, you know, but it's very cool to knock him, and I'm not sure why, but uh, I like the Niners here. This is one of the games I would definitely look to play if I was out there, and there's some two-and-a-halves out there. I mean, it's going to go on record right now. Seahawks are overrated. Well, I have said many times on a numbers game, and I've certainly said it probably even more on primetime action, which I do with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin on MSG Plus uh, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, which is when the day comes where Russell Wilson can no longer put on his Superman cape 
and erase all of the flaws of his head coach Mm -hmm. and of their game management, when that day comes, the Seattle Seahawks will be the franchise that falls off a cliff the most precipitously uh, of any franchise that's out there right now. Because he has made up for so many flaws, both in terms of offensive play calling, just bad late-game strategy, and Pete Carroll still has a reputation among many as this really great coach, and it's like, nah, man, he has Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson bails that dude out so many times. And when when he can no longer do that, and where Father Time is undefeated, when the defense gets so bad that even Russell Wilson can't do that, or if Russell Wilson just has gets dinged with injury if he gets to a certain age, that team will fall off a cliff. I don't know if it's this year, but there's a hint that it could be. I'm telling you right now, I you know the things I look at to make my power ratings, this team's overrated. They're they're not as good. You know, you're saying three, so essentially they're as good as the Niners yeah. on a neutral field. They're not. They're not. And I give the Niners like one point, I think, for uh, home field advantage. Niners are a better team. Eh, you know, listen, it's a football game. Anything can happen. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Seattle is overrated. We'll come back. Two more afternoon games, the primetime games. Looking for value. Not sure I found a whole bunch yet for week four. That might be a good thing, by the way. Never want to be too confident. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We get tweets that meaning the book. Craig Parlay. Hmm. Huh. At what point can we expand the Trinity to the four apostles and include the New York football giants? I said this earlier, Craig. Amazing that the Jets can be power rated ahead of anyone. They are truly awful and unwatchable. (laughs) Your dad is a defeatist, Jeff, is what he is. Thomas Ross, uh, I listen every week. So great. The graphic is super helpful. Thanks. Thank you, Thomas. Andrew Rin, your Russell Wilson falling off a cliff analogy is currently happening in Pittsburgh. Oh, that cliff has done fall off. Ooh, that hurts. Phil Weiss, who always has something counter to say. Just remember this skill. Carroll picked Wilson and Rogers legend belt has only one Super Bowl notch. Just saying. I believe Russell Wilson's only has one as well. Just curious, just checking. Oh yeah. And then Andrew Rin repeats his Pittsburgh one. Okay. Uh late afternoon games. What do you got, Jeff? 
Jeffrey, late so afternoon. So we are going to You have one job, Jeffrey Parles. <laughs> sorry, sorry. We're, we, got, we, we have things we have to do to make the show look oh, good. Deal. Uh, good game at, at mile high here, yes. Ravens at Broncos. Ravens at Broncos. Oh, that's interesting. Ravens at Broncos. Where will this end up? So Baltimore, we talked about the 66-yarder by Justin Tucker off the crossbar to win the game, also setting the record for the longest field goal in NFL history. And you know what? Justin Tucker should have that record. He looks like a little twerp, but his leg must be so incredibly strong. I mean, you couldn't pick him out of a lineup as being an NFL kicker. No. Unless he was kicking 32-yard field goals. But I've seen twerpier kickers to use your... By the way, your use of twerp and dicker on this show have been outstanding today. I just want to point (laughs) that out. Uh, Remember, Lamar Jackson converting the 4th and 19 where the Lions gave him all day long. The delay of game not called, and then the 66-yarder pushed Ravens teasers. Um, they also had a third and 18 touchdown. Did the Raider? Did the uh, Ravens earlier in that game in the second quarter? So a third and 18 touchdown and a fourth and 19 conversion on the final drive. And uh, again, the obvious delay of game missed on the previous play. If the CBS Sports clock is in sync with the play clock, which again we haven't heard anything otherwise to tell us that it is not Lamar 16 of 31 for 287 one touchdown one pick he was sacked four times seven carries for 58 Mark Andrews is leading receiver five catches for 109 the Ravens were only one of 10 on third down against the uh against the Lions Marquise uh, Hollywood Brown did have a couple miserable drops in that game though that should not be uh washed away Denver crushes the Jets your New York Jets Jeffrey Parlay 26 to nothing in a game that felt like it was I don't know 52 to nothing Teddy Bear, Teddy Bridgewater, 19 of 25 for 235. No touchdowns, no picks, two sacks, four carries, 24 yards. Melvin Gordon, 18 for 61, a touchdown, one catch for 21. And then Tim Patrick, five catches for 98. So this is interesting because you have how we felt about Baltimore, you know, traditionally during Mm -hmm. the offseason. And now how we feel about Denver, if you feel about Denver, 3-0. Remember, though, the Denver Broncos have beaten the New York Giants, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. Let's not get crazy, people. According to Mr. Parlay. <laughs> yes. Three of the four. Well. Yeah. Three of the four in the. Uh, well, he, he says that the Giants should be in the four. That's right. That should be part of the four. So they have beaten the Holy Trinity is basically what yeah. we're saying here. Although the Giants should be in the right four. But the Craig Parlay, three of four. Uh, Denver should not be a three-point favorite. I will say Denver minus two and a half as a nod to that horrific competition. Yeah, I, I, then my number's coming to two and a half. It's one and a half. You know, I can kind of see that because of the way Denver has beaten some really downtrodden teams. But I talked about Seattle being overrated. I think Baltimore's a little overrated, too. And, mm-hmm. you know, we got to talk about uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh I mentioned him earlier. He looks better to me than he did two years ago. A more complete quarterback, but he doesn't have much around him. And uh, you know they've—they, I mean, they beat the Chiefs. I think week two is that correct? Beat the Chiefs. Yeah, so that was a nice win, certainly. But their other two games, they haven't looked that good. Um, I'm not going to dicker with the. There I go again with the one and a half. I think (laughs) I think that's okay just from a betting standpoint. But I wouldn't be surprised if Denver handles this team. I think their defense is very, very good. Mm. Uh, You know, I've loved Teddy Bridgewater from back to his college days. You have indeed. Have a few questions about the coaching in Denver. Uh, uh, But that defense, and you get a a solid Teddy Bridgewater, I think they could beat this team. I'm not sure I'd be out there betting it if I were them, if I was out there. 
But uh, I think one and a half is okay. But I wouldn't be surprised if Denver handles this team, an overrated Baltimore team. I would like for folks to bet Denver up to three. And if you really want to do me a favor, pass the three, although I know that's asking a lot. But even if you get to three, I would bet Baltimore plus three here. Okay, I, I could see that. Just because Denver hasn't played anybody. Yeah. We know nothing about By the way, that adjustment at DraftKings after week one from Denver's season win total of being eight and a half preflop to ten and a half immediately is still the most, to me, is the most over-adjusted thing ever. And I get it. They had these three early games, but let's not get used to this team. Again, Kansas City's in last place. Denver's in first, along with the Raiders. It's three weeks. So you give me the three, I'll take Baltimore here. What's the last afternoon game here, Jeff? The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) All right, Chrissy, your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, They've lost seven of nine now, including the playoffs, since starting 11-0 last season. Seven of nine. It's their 10th straight game with fewer than 100 yards rushing. I know we don't care about rushing, but 10th straight game with fewer than 100 yards rushing. Big Ben, 38 of 58. Threw the ball 58 times for 318. So 38 completions for 318. One touchdown, two picks. He was sacked four times. Najee Harris, 14 carries for 40 yards and 14 catches for 102. So 14 of Big Ben's 38 completions and 102 of his 318 were to Najee out of the backfield. Chase Claypool, nine catches, 96. 10 penalties for Pittsburgh, 73 yards. They lose to the Bengals, 24 to 10. And as we mentioned, uh, Bengals' first road win for Joe Burrow. First time the Bengals had gone into Pittsburgh and beaten the Steelers in six years. I don't have to rub it in anymore, Chris. I'm sorry. And then Green Bay, we talked about with that win, that dramatic win against the Niners yesterday. After week one, and Aaron Rodgers, he didn't use the word relax this time after week one, but he basically said relax, everybody. Two and one. Aaron Rodgers in the first half yesterday was 16 of 18 for 184. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. He finished 23 of 33 for 261. Two touchdowns, no picks, sacked once. Devontae swing. Devontae Adams, seven catches, 73 yards, a touchdown in the first half. Finished 12 catches for 132 yards, including those last two catches for 17 and 25 yards on that final eventual game-winning drive. Drive, 37 seconds of football for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones, oh, by the way, 19 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Pittsburgh's at Green Bay. This cannot be less than six. I'll say six. Your way light. Well, it's seven. Seven. My power ratings come to ten. Oh, man. Well, like I said, Green Bay, (laughs) one of two teams in the league that I give the full three-point home field advantage. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I watched the Steeler game, unfortunately. Um... But they just look like a dead team to me. They just look dead. And, you know, Lee, you know, whoever the Twitter guy was said, you know, we're seeing that right now oh, in Pittsburgh. We saw it all last year, though. Yeah. I mean, I think Big Ben, you know, I mean, to me, he's a Hall of Famer. I guess it's a lot of people he's a borderline. He's but, a, oh, he's a Hall yeah, of Famer. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. For sure he's a Hall he, of Famer. He, he kept that team afloat for a long time. But they're, I said uh, going into this year, their offensive line couldn't be any worse than it was last year. I may have to look at that again because they're pretty bad. I mean, he gets no time. They can't run the ball. Um, he's he's tough to watch in the way that Peyton Manning was tough to right. watch at the end. Yeah, but Peyton actually won a Super Bowl that year that he was Well, tough he ended to watch. up on the right team. Yeah, he ended yeah. up on the right team. You know, T.J. Watt was out, and when he went out the week before in the first that quarter. That changed that whole game. Changed the whole game. He didn't show up. You know, he wasn't there yesterday. The other guys actually played, Hayden and Bush, you know. So I thought the defense would be okay. Uh, you know, they – you know, they weren't 
but I mean, there were some other things going on. The offense didn't help him at all. Um, but I, you know, I, I'll open seven. I see some like seven even money. Like there's still, I guess, some Steeler believers out there. Don't count me among them. They look bad to me. And maybe it's just the power of negative thinking for myself, kind of right. like parlay with right. the Jets. Right. You know, but my, my power ratings come to a 10. Um, I, and I knew that would be a diminishing returns type of thing. But I, this should be a solid seven. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'd lay the seven before I take it. I could tell you that. I still get back to when Big Ben was like, no, I'll take a pay cut this offseason, right? No, I'll take a pay cut. I'll and I couldn't, uh, you cannot convince me otherwise that the Steelers brass was like, oh, Oh, he's yeah. got to take a pay cut. He had to say it out loud because it's like he's the legend for yeah. that team. They can't publicly say otherwise, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, now we have to have him as well, a What was their alternatives, though? You well, know, I mean, got Mason Rudolph they and secretly, Dwayne Haskins. They secretly you know? hoped that Dwayne Haskins was going to be a reclamation project. Yeah, I'm not so sure. He's probably not. And Mason Rudolph, great arm, but, man, he has zero mobility, even, like, in the pocket. He yeah. just can't maneuver at all. Oh, well, add them to the list of franchises that is on the way down and not on the way up. Primetime games, including Tampa Bay, New England. Oh, I know that's coming. And then we have to talk about the Chargers. We haven't yet to get to a Chargers game. What a interesting finish that was. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa and Guessing Lines, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews here as well. We get tweets. At beating the book, Jamie Wolf, Jets are thirty. The Jets are at thirty-seven point five yards per point. That sir is atrocious. Wow. Mister Mister G at War Eagle fan twenty three twenty three. So much for the long shot Heisman ticket. Talking about uh, Tyler. How's it pronounced? Shug. Out until November after suffering a broken collarbone for Texas Tech. Cody at Lutz Cody one eight two. Broncos team total still under ten and a half. At DraftKings, that's all we need to know about who they've beaten so far. Uh, Early value NFL, uh, Ross McDowell, who had me on his podcast, kind enough to have me on his podcast this last week across the pond. He said, Sides Week was a superb 3-1 and with Gil winning both his picks. Leaves us at 7-2 after three weeks. I listen to those guys. I can almost understand what they're saying. (laughs) If you ever listen to my buddy Dave Kellner and those guys do their golf picks, you cannot understand a word. And that's why it's it's wonderful to listen to. It's like when Dan Weston comes on and says, they're friendless in the market, Gil. Yeah. Friendless. Terrible imitation. Crying Kenny. Mickey, 270216. More praise for you again, Gil. Guessing lines, great show. You and Chris compliment each other so well. Love it. We have a ball doing it. Uh, Rich PSM. Love the Holy Trinity reference for Survivor. Guess we got to figure out who's the son who comes back to win this year. But oy vey, I'm Jewish. Kenny G, can you ask Chris what his biggest liability last week in college or NFL? Enjoy the show. Thanks. What was your biggest liability this past week? Can't remember. Okay. And on and on. Jeff, we have a basketball note. Kyrie Irving, real quick. Yeah, so uh, NBA uh, media day across the board for everyone. Kyrie Irving's going to have to do his via Zoom uh, because of New York City health and safety protocols. So... It's a little bit different than the NBA health and safety protocols. Well, which, bigger than that, though. If he doesn't get vaccinated, he doesn't play home games. Well, yes. Again, we, we're not 100% certain on it, but based off of the way that is worded, you can draw your conclusions. Right. File that away. All right. Sunday night. What you got? I, oh, I think I Tom know. Brady's going back to Foxborough. It's the <laughs> Buccaneers and the Patriots. I hadn't heard that yet. So I hadn't, Yeah, I heard about the. We were just talking off air with uh, John Goulet about this. The Adele... Slow jam mm-hmm. montage last night with Tom Brady and uh, 
and Bill Belichick. Hello. It's just hilarious. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth found it not amusing at all. The thing about this game is it's actually not that good of a game. And Tampa Bay just got beat by the Rams, so they're going to be ornery. And Tom Brady and Gronk are going to want to have five touchdown passes between them in this game. Tampa Bay's 10-game win streak snapped with that loss to the Rams yesterday. That's a, a, a streak including the playoffs. Brady was 41 of 55 for 432. Is he good? One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked three times. Three carries, 14 yards. He did have a quarterback sneak touchdown. Mike Evans, eight catches, 106. Uh, the Buccaneers have not had a carry of longer than 10 yards this season. They have allowed nine touchdown passes this season in three games. And then there's New England. Mac Jones, 30 of 51 yesterday for 270. One touchdown, three picks. That was the big thing. And uh, two sacks, sacked twice in that loss to New Orleans. Kendrick Bourne, six catches for 96 yards and a nice touchdown. Jacoby Myers, the law firm of Jacoby Myers, nine catches for 94 yards. But the uh, first five possessions of the game for New England, four punts, one was blocked, and a pick. And there were minus three in turnovers. Those were all the Mac Jones picks. There was the interception that led to the second New Orleans touchdown, a pick six that wasn't actually Mac Jones's fault, and then the end of the game interception. By the way, I wish we had that video. Did you see the video when they asked Bill Belichick after the game? Like, uh, Bill, what did you see on Mac's three interceptions? <laughs> and Bill Belichick in a very uncomfortable, like, eight, like 18-second response is like, um, um, <laughs> You know, probably the same thing you saw. <laughs> Just horrible. <laughs> Tampa Bay minus seven on the road. Uh, you're a little high. Hey, it's, I'm it's high. Six and a half. I'm going to open at six and a half. My power ratings actually come a little lower, but I don't think I've downgraded New England nearly enough. I got to go take another look at that. Yesterday, two extremely sharp outfits bet on New Orleans. And the more I kind of look at that, I don't think they were betting on New Orleans as much as they were betting against New England. So I have to redo my power rating a little bit because I still, I would have, my pure power ratings would have this game like a four. But even as I'm writing them down, oh, that is way too light. I think Uh, it's going to be bet up to seven by the end of this show. Okay, well. (laughs) That's what I think. Uh by the Maybe. end of <laughs> well, we only Lombardi. have a few more minutes left. By the end of Lombardi line. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it's possible. But I'm gonna, let me go on record right now. Yeah. The wise guys will come in on the dog. <laughs> they might not get there, but yeah. they'll come in on the dog. I Just think a hunch. I think Just Tom Brady is going to want to score 50 points. And yeah. how's New England going to keep up with their scoring? Yeah. I, I mean, and I know that everybody, you know, the kind of like the mantra. Oh, Jones, he's just like Brady. No. Uh, you know, you know no nobody's one. just like Brady. Nope. And I hate to say it. Nobody, and unless we could somehow clone Joe Montana into a 23-year-old, nobody's just like Brady. Monday night, Jeff. It's a good one. The Raiders at the Chargers. Raiders, 3-0 and for the first time in 19 years. 75% of 3-0 and teams this century have made the playoffs. Derek Carr against the Dolphins. 26, to four, uh, 26 up, 43 for 386. Two touchdowns, one pick. Sacked three times. Peyton Barber, the peripatetic, look that up. Peyton Barber, 23 uh, carries for 111 yards and a touchdown, three catches for 31. Edwards, three for 89. Ruggs, four for 78. Renfro, five for 77 and a touchdown. Waller, five for 54. That's been the thing with Raiders box scores. Derek Carr spreads the ball around like nobody else. Eight of 15 on third downs were the Dolphins in their overtime win against the Dolphins. 497 total yards. And then there's the Chargers, who lost... Uh, excuse me, who beat the Chiefs, and we mentioned earlier, their refusal to advance interceptions was the funniest quirk of that game to me. Uh, the last Mahomes pick was the worst of those uh, 
two little quirks. But fourth and four, here's the f- closing sequence of this game. It's tied. And Mahomes throws the pick, 155 left in the game. Fourth and four at the Kansas City uh, 31-yard line with 48 seconds left. The Chargers line up to go for it in a tie game. And then they have a false start. And then fourth and nine at the KC 36 with 48 seconds left. They go again, P.I. on the defense. P.I.'s all over the league yesterday. This one was legit, though. First and ten. I guess they feel Justin Herbert is just that good. And by the way, their field goal kicker, Tristan Viscaino, missed an extra point earlier. Maybe they just think he's that bad that they decided we're going for it. But then they just kept passing. So instead of milking the clock down to the end and just kicking a chip shot field goal, 16-yarder to Mike Williams, then a four-yard touchdown pass to Mike Williams. So two plays later, with 32 seconds left, the Chargers are up, but you left Patrick Mahomes 32 seconds. A very curious way to play it. Herbert ends up 26 of 38 for 281, four touchdowns, no picks, sacked once. Austin Eckler, 11 catches for 55, excuse me, 11 carries for 55, six catches for 52 and a touchdown. Mike Williams, seven for 122, two touchdowns. Keenan Allen, eight for 50 and a touchdown. Chargers were plus four in turnovers, as we said earlier with the Chiefs. That was everything. That was everything. Um, Chiefs turnovers on their first three possessions of the game. Very interesting how Brandon Staley played that. No one can convince me it was the right way to play it, but it worked out for him. And Justin Herbert, I am so I got a 40 to 1 on Justin Herbert last week to win MVP. I'll say Chargers minus 4. You're a little high. It's uh virtually well, I shouldn't say never that. But it's three and a half pretty much everywhere. I do see one four. I see three with a ton of juice, 31 cents on the juice. Uh, my my power rating came to three and a half. I'm going to open three and a half. I think that's a really good place to start. You know, Derek Carr, I mean, I had a million questions about him, which it seems like Gruden did Everybody too. Everybody did, yeah. He's turned into a pretty good quarterback. That I mean, deep he's ball not he bad. now where he just like teardrops it up yeah. in the air. I mean, this kid is not bad. He's a pretty good quarterback. I mean, you could win with Derek Carr. Um I think three and a half is a good number, and I, that that should be a really good Monday night game next week. Speaking of teardrops, with 37 seconds left, that Aaron Rodgers pass to oh, Devontae Adams, unbelievable! Down was I mean, there's just, like five guys right there. He's like no way. And then when you show the the angle from the behind him, you're like, how does he do that? I don't know. It's incredible. I don't know. So in the end, so last week the the ones that I liked the best were Arizona. I thought was too light against the Jaguars. That turned out to be good. And then I like the Chargers getting six and a half against the Chiefs. Those both worked out. Mm-hmm. I think the two I like the best, not very sexy. I think I like Detroit mm-hmm. catching a field goal against the Bears. And I think I like Baltimore catching whatever I'm catching at Denver. Hopefully mm-hmm. it gets the three. Yeah, it might get the three. Here's the ones I like. I like Miami against a bad Colts team. More of a bet against the Colts than yeah. Miami. Uh, I like the Eagles. I think Chiefs are still... Overrated. We say this every year that this will be different with the Super Bowl loser. And I like the 49ers against, again, I think a very overrated Seahawks team. Okay. Chrissy Andrews, now you're going to post them all behind us. Po- uh, one amendment. We got to go. I'm going to open the Dolphins two and a half. Dolphins two and a half. Thank you for listening. Guessing lines. Chrissy Andrews, my Mishpucha. Lombardi line next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 